0: Hello, and welcome to the second episode of my podcast on the topic of overcoming discrimination against African-Americans in the sport of baseball. Now, in the last episode, I discussed the topic of Negro leaks that were developed throughout the 20th century. In the last episode, I briefly touched on the life of an African-American baseball player in this time, revolving around the fact that they were discriminated against and treated poorly. In this episode of the podcast, I will dive further into detail about this discrimination in life of an African-American baseball player throughout the 20th century. To be in this discussion, we will begin with what life was like for black players outside the baseball field. The following is an audio clip called The African-American Experience in Major League Baseball. So
1: we're talking about 1944. Forty-five, and what the Klugers clan would do is that they would come through our little town uh, twice a month. And we only had one road that circled the town that came through housing and so forth and so on. And what they would do is that they would shoot uh, in our homes and it was every other Thursday you'll be bent to the bone If your time is was saving And you better it's not swimming or you'll sink like a stone. the times they are. But then when I got to New Orleans, that was a different picture for me I mean my my belief system and, and uh, the way things that I the things that I saw I couldn't believe and the way that these people were being treated. Yeah, you have to assume that yeah, I, I could get emotional about this this sort of thing because uh, I wasn't used to that that kind of life. You know, uh, seeing people being uh, uh, pushed back and and uh, and abused and and uh, in every sense of the word. Well, senators, congressmen, please heed the call. Don't stand in the doorway. Don't block up the hall. Or oh, he that gets hurt will be he who has stalled the battle. Outside you know, baseball did something but for us down during down. that time. Baseball pretty much taught us how to live together, how to exist together, how to become educated together, how to be supportive together.
0: In this clip, we see the theme of discrimination against blacks solely on the color of their skin. The first voice you hear in this clip James Mugcat Grant is a former Negro League and MLB pitcher. He discusses how the Ku Klux Klan would drive through his town and shoot into houses of African-Americans. As you can see, this is the highest level of discrimination possible. This Klan would attempt to murder the African-American baseball players. This event was occurring not only to Black baseball players, but the entire Black community at this time. The second voice you heard in this clip is a former white MLB pitcher named Vernon Law, who discusses his encounter with the way whites discriminated the African-American baseball players in the city of New Orleans. As you can tell from the breaking in his voice, Vernon was not one who discriminated against Black players. He states that he had never seen such a thing. You could tell that he knew what what he was witnessing was wrong and that he was not okay with it and that things needed to change. I want to discuss a few other examples of treatment of African-American baseball players prior to talking about Grant's closing statements. Bill Owens, another former Negro League player, shared that he once played in an arena in Atlanta and after leaving the building, he returned to find he wasn't allowed to use the front entrance. Wilson tried explaining that he was a player, but the usher countered saying, I don't care who you are. You go around to the back to get into the arena like the rest of the Negroes. Owens also recounts that when his team, the Indianapolis ABCs traveled, they had to ride in the boxcar of trains rather than in the passenger cars. And that when they beat white teams, they knew they had to make it back to the boxcar fast as white fans would be angry at them yell racial slurs at them, and even attempt to physically hurt them. When black teams would travel, restaurants and hotels refused to serve them and rent them their rooms. The next audio clip is a scene from the movie 42, a movie about the famous b- black baseball player Jackie Robinson. Okay,
1: guys, we got 20 minutes to check in and get inside. Chop, chop. Hey. Hey. Okay. Oh. And get that bus out. No, oh, no, 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 no. We have, we have reservations. We're the Dodgers. No, your team is not welcome. Not when like you have ball club Negroes. You, you, speak, you speak, right? No, I mean, your entire
0: team is been with You're going to say it. go on. You that long. Oh, 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 We're stuck on this. the behind so here, In this clip, the rest of Jackie's teammates on the bus were white. This is a clear example of the discrimination against black ball players. The hotel refused service to the entire team due to it having a single black person on it, despite the team staying there for 10 years prior. The discrimination against blacks continued onto the baseball diamond in 1905. And on average, white players made $2,000 a year compared to blacks who only averaged $466. When playing games, white players would purposely throw the baseballs at the blacks, which was very dangerous at this time as they did not wear helmets. Also, white infielders would purposely spike the black base runners with their cleats. And due to this, the blacks would have to wear shin guards to protect their legs, something the white players did not have to do. African-American ball players knew not to slide into bases headfirst as the white players would take every chance they could get to spike their limbs. These events can be related to the entire African-American community of the time. The black players could not hurt the white players as they knew they would be thrown in jail, physically beaten, or even killed. Not all attacks were physical. The opposing white players would yell racial slurs at the black players throughout the game. An example of this can be found in the following clip, which is another scene from the movie 42.
1: Hey, man! Black, white women! Huh? Hey, which one is dodging Why is you climbing on tonight? Time! Oh, wait, time out. Hold on, we gotta take a nap. Hey, which one is it? I think I know. Dixie, <laughs> Dixie, I hate to be the one to tell you, I saw her walking earlier with a little bit of vulgar step, it'll be fine, it'll be fine, he looks like a nice boy, A right boy, come on, nigga, 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 <laughs> from Leonard, Hey, is that all yeah. the rest? Yeah. Because you played an elevator. And the Robinson is up. You go oh, along yeah, here, nigga! You hear me? Watch your look in the mirror. This is a white man's game. Alright, get that through your thick monkey stalk!
0: In this clip, you can hear the coach of the opposing team verbally discriminating against Jackie Robinson using racial slurs and other hurtful comments. At this time, teams were trying to aggravate Robinson to the point where he would injure one of the white players, which would result in him getting banned from the major leagues. And that is why you hear Robinson screaming in anger at the end of this clip. To conclude this episode on the lifestyle of Black baseball players in the 20th century, I'd like to touch on the closing remarks James Grant made in the first audio clip in which he states that baseball taught his teammates to live together, how to exist together, how to learn together, and how to support each other. His teammates loved the game of baseball and despite the constant discrimination they faced, they were still able to strive and push on. This thing can be related to other accounts of discrimination that we covered throughout this course. The theme of success through unity. Without the unity of the African American community in the civil rights movement, no changes would have been made to their treatment. This shows that strength and unity is crucial to change and justice, and the justice need for not only African American baseball players, but the entire African community was long overdue.